Life above the line. Running around the hills is a line left from the last big rain when all the drains plugged. Tires, plastic bags, trash, cardboard boxes, stained mattresses, broken refrigerators, and all the rest of the stuff that should have gone to the dump but didn't. Our eternal sun went away and our blue sky got dark from thunderclouds whelped far out in the Pacific and it got humid and some malevolent monster balancing on the space station pissed all over and it came to earth like hammers beating anvils till it was running down the hills. Flash flooding, cold water, Benedict, Laurel, sweeping Hondas and Toyotas down. The wall of mud filling game rooms and wine cellars till the home theater was blocked and the maid had to swim to the bus stop. Golf courses submerged. 126 cars sank on Burbank. And the dam had something to do besides film car commercials, deluging the homeless, the dispossessed, the, metal, the mentally ill, the emotionally distressed, shopping carts filled with precious belongings, bags of trash and torn sleeping bags out of bushes, out from under freeways, out of our sight, till they and all their stuff wash away. The lucky ones cling to plastic bottle collections tied to ratty lawn chairs. Noah's, bobbing on leaking arse, kicking at snakes while firemen rescue kids playing in raging rivers. Daytime spike as ancient trees crush roofs, destroys cars, while rain and wind gods scrub the land clean of ashes from last year's fires till somebody remembers to flush and it all drains to the ocean. Shutting down the beaches as pesticides, fecal matter, dead animals, fertilizer, and chemicals. Kill the kelp, geld the fish. And it all floats off towards Asia, leaving a mark around the hills, living proof of how close it got to us, this time. Above the line, above the scum, sat his guest house. City views, off-street parking, a pool. He knew life was good when he carried in a brand new flat screen, Plopped it down in front of two beach chairs, popped a Corona, drank a Corona, popped a Corona, and watched Vin Scully and the Dodgers beat the Giants three to two. It was good to win one in this city of his future. Life was trending up, so he thought. The old queen stripped down, sporting wrinkly pink skin, tufts of crinkly white hair decorating his big brown nipples, and dove into the deep end of the pool, graceful as a log coming down a flume. He beckoned to the Mexican he'd picked up on the street to join him in the cool water. The boy was young and smooth, with hairless brown skin, black hair, and dubious eyes. He came from the corner by the hardware store, where strong bodies in search of a share in America auctioned themselves off to low bidders, searching for hardworking people who liked to eat. Devil winds were blowing east to west. The chaparral baked to tender by relentless sun, the hills had gone brown and had to be scraped before arsonists, hot muffler, burning cigarettes sparked the bomb and it exploded. The hot breath of angry Santa Anas blowing it across the city, igniting houses, cars, apartments, killing the weak and slow, leaping from hill to hill, blistering sparks raining from heaven, scorching the land as trees explode, incandescent pyres lifting sacrificial smoke from roasting lizards on high, hoping to appease whoever is in charge of this mess. Asthmatics dropped to their knees, gasping for inhalers, and lungs inflamed with particulates while super scoopers drone back and forth so the mayor can point to your tax dollars at work, and sirens wail through the city while chaparral igniting acre by acre burns hot as oils explode, and firefighters 
huddle under protective blankets, praying it goes fast and all night long. Flames leap on local TV as people cower in the street, stuffing wedding pictures and children into the car as it creeps closer, wondering all the time where the hell the cat is till the fire burns to the ocean, drowning itself in Malibu surf and victory gets declared one more time. If it was flammable, it had to go before the fire inspector came and sighted the property, before the fire started, before flames circled the house like Comanches in an old TV western before embers got under the eaves, before the roof caught and collapsed on top of us as we stood on the porch, stupidly pointing a garden hose at our own personal Armageddon. Back-breaking stoop work in the brutal sun, up and down the hill, bending, picking, till it was pulled, raked, scraped, and bagged. Stickers and fingers, thorns and thistles and feet, scratching necks, arms modeling from poisons as the very ground under our feet fought back. Ticks and spiders, wasps and bees, yellow jackets and ants rose from the dirt defending the motherland because they were here first and don't really give a crap about us and ours. And snakes slithered and scorpions scuttled, scaring the boy as they raised their tails and shook their rattles. Alan, smitten by youth and promise, ignored his partner of many years who continued toiling on the hillside, oblivious to the old goat's pursuit, or perhaps it meant nothing to him another passing indulgence, or even an aphrodisiac for them in their golden years. No matter, he continued pulling brown weeds from the dry earth, stolid as an old gelding turning the wheel. The boy feigned ignorance of Alan's invitation, falling back on the defenseless's defense. No hobbling leash, so Alan hefted himself out of the water, white boxers clinging like saran wrap around a small and wrinkled gherkin and approached the boy to help him out of his cheap and dirty clothes. First in the ways of this city of sin, the boy scampered up the hill all the way to the fence line and energetically began weeding as the defeated lecher toweled off while his partner giggled into the dirt, moving across the hill, scraping dirt, pulling weeds, outside the window of my little house on the hill above Hollywood Boulevard. A three-room shotgun built over a garage, its front two stories high, its back cut into the hillside. The front room had large windows overlooking the hills and trees. A small hall where the bathroom was ran to the kitchen and the bedroom was back against the hill with a private patio out the back door. Three steps led up to the pool, a rectangle cut into the hard ground surrounded by gray cement with the main house between the pool and the street. A small parking area separated Allen's property from the next house up the hill. The main house had been cut into three apartments occupied by people who regularly and devoutly got high and periodically lit the building on fire. The blonde girl from a Nordic country liked reggae bands and dope, and they liked her. So one December, when a group came through playing a festival, she brought them home for the weekend and decided to show them how they celebrated back home. So she put candles on the tree, hiding them on the branches behind paper angels and snowflakes, cut carefully from thick, creamy paper. After firing up a big boy blunt, they smoked deep, admiring the tree as it burst into flame, crackling with intense heat in the basement apartment. Set in a corner, the fire surged up the walls until the ceiling caught and the fire really got going. Once the Rastas realized this wasn't part of the entertainment, they ran outside wearing dreads and colorful underwear and stood by the pool with the upstairs cup watching the fire department chop holes in walls and ceilings and fill her apartment with water. 
she was shocked to f discover that her Christmas tree had been cut down to some place called Oregon three months ago, dried on a rail car, cooked in an East L.A. lava lot till it made it to the Girl Scouts on Santa Monica Boulevard where she bought it from a cute little girl wearing a uniform. Alan freaked out and said he couldn't take it anymore and said everyone was evicted. But we said, fuck you, and kept writing checks, and he kept cashing checks till the guy who abandoned his wife and kids in the Midwest, seeking fulfillment in our city full of God's desire, handcuffed himself to an escort while they were doing it one night, and they stumbled around the apartment, buzzed on pills, coke, and vodka, and kicked a candle over and couldn't find the key to the deadbolts he'd installed to protect himself from the kind of riffraff they don't have back home in Indiana. And they died, bound together in a vision of love on the floor by the door of the house in the hills above Hollywood Boulevard. Candles are ex permanently banned under extreme penalty. I'm not fooling around anymore. This time I'm serious, Alan said. Fuck you, we all whispered.